Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Todd Coconado Show on this 10-27-2021 edition. So glad that you're here. God is on the move in America. He's not done with America yet. I know many people want to say he's done. He's not done. I believe we're going to see breakthrough. Breakthrough is at hand. Hallelujah. Press in. Do not grow weary in doing good. Stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, listen, I'm so glad you're here. I think today's going to be good because we're going to talk about self-control. And uh, self-control, according to Galatians 5.23, is a product of having the Holy Spirit. And being a product or fruit of the Holy Spirit means having the Holy Spirit is a prerequisite. Self-control comes from the indwelling and transformation by the Holy Spirit. What a What a concept, right? Strong's Concordance defines the word used in this Bible verse. And it's a, it's a kind of a hard word to say. It's like ekpatia as self-control, proceeding out from within oneself, not by oneself. Jesus is the expert on overcoming temptation, not us. He never sinned, okay? He never sinned despite being tempted, and he is compassionate towards our struggles with temptation. I'm just going to read a couple scriptures here. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. If you want to find that scripture, it's in Hebrews 4.15. Here's another one from John 14.26. It says, not only does he care, but he has left us with help to overcome. As Jesus was leaving, he told us, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you out of everything I have said to you. Spiritual self-control cannot happen without the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. You need to depend on him and draw upon the power and strength that you have been given in Christ through the Holy Spirit in order to practice this self-control well. So really, as people of faith, people of God, We might do better to call it with the help of the Holy Spirit control. But there's another important aspect of self-control in the Bible. We're told to choose self-control. It is both the Holy Spirit and empowered by our own choice. But the end of all things is near. Therefore, this is a good one. Be of sound mind, self-controlled, and sober in prayer. That's 1 Peter 4, 7. I'm going to read 2 Peter 1, 5 through 6. It says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness. So self-control is both something we can make an effort for and receive. It's done in collaboration with the Holy Spirit, not by him for us, nor by us without him. Biblical self-control means choosing to give up trying to control things on our own. Hallelujah. Surrendering to God for help and working alongside him for real change. So we got to ask the question, why is self-control important? Well, if you lack self-control, you'll be controlled by your whims. You know anybody like that? If you don't choose to rely on the Holy Spirit and aim to make the right choices, you can't become your best self. In other words, you're going to be tainted. Now, Jesus, he gave up his life so that you could be set free from sin and death, so that I can be set free from sin and death. This freedom is meant to be used to glorify God. But when we give up 
the life ruled by our desires that come and go. We discover the better and more meaningful life that God has for us. See, as Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let them deny themselves and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. That's Matthew 16, 24 through 25. When you die to yourself or surrender to God's way over your own way, you will find a more beautiful and fulfilling life on the other side. So scripture also speaks to the many benefits of self-control. And I'm going to read a couple of those verses, and then we'll kind of get into a little bit more of what I want to talk about today. A man without self-control is like a city broken into the left without walls. <laughs> into and left without walls. Proverbs 25 28. Let me read that again. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Proverbs 25, 28. It makes you more attractive, by the way. Check, check this out in uh, 1 Timothy 2, 9. It says, likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold pearls or costly attire. Um, you know, some people take that scripture a little bit out of control here, but that's not what we're saying. But we're saying self-control is beautiful. Now, note the word here for self-control. It's very hard to pronounce. Again, it's like awapawens. It means sober-minded, uh, whereas the other word was more about your behavior and being mastery over your actions. Uh, here's another one. Self-control benefits your testimony. Likewise, uh, this is found in Titus 2.6. It says, likewise, exhort the younger men to be sober-minded. In all things, show yourself an example of good works. This verse also uses the word self-control in the Greek, which means sober-minded. So something I've become more and more passionate about over the last few years is finding out what the Bible has to say about these things. Uh, you know, I think it's very important that we have self-control over temptations because each and every person that's listening to this broadcast is going to have a temptation. You, you have probably had temptations in your life. You may be dealing with one right now. And the enemy wants to trap you. The enemy wants to ensnare you. The enemy wants to mess up your witness, your testimony. The demons want to stop you from being effective. They want you to be distracted. And so we're to expect trials and temptations. Be prepared. Being a Christian doesn't mean life is easy. We know that. Uh, while we are still in the world and our earthly bodies will be tempted just as Jesus was, uh, listen to this from 1 Peter 4, 12. It says, Beloved, don't be astonished at the fiery trial which has come upon you to test you as though a strange thing happened to you. Um, this same word for trial, which is uh, that pyramusum, sorry, kind of hard to pronounce, in the original Greek, is also translated as temptation such as Jesus used in teaching us to pray. Bring us not into temptation. Remember that in Matthew 6, 13? It's also a battle. It can be hard and it can be frustrating. Do you know what I'm saying? It can be frustrating. You don't need to minimize the difficulty. You don't need to pretend like you're not going through it. It's hard. Listen, it's hard. Choosing the right thing when faced with temptation, uh, you know, is much easier said than done. Let's just say that. As Paul said, for I delight in God's law after the inward man, but I see a different law in my members, warning against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity under the law of sin, which is in my members. What a wretched man I am. This is Paul speaking, okay? He said, who will deliver me out of the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with my mind, 
I myself serve God's law, but with this flesh, the sin's law. Romans 7, 22 through 25. Now, here's what I've been trying to hammer in, and I think this is very important, that you and I have power in Jesus Christ. It might be hard, but you and I are strong enough in Christ. Why? Jesus has won the battle. He removed sin's power and has empowered us to make the right choices. This is key, friends. This is key because there's times when something is very tempting. There's times when we want to fall. There's times when something is set to ensnare us, to trap us. But we have the power in Jesus Christ, and this is what we need to know because this is what's going to get us through in victory. We talk about walking in complete victory. Well, this is it. Okay, You have the power in Jesus Christ. It might be hard, but you are strong enough in Christ. Jesus has won the battle, removed sin's power, and has empowered us to make the right choices. What do I mean by that? Well, let's read Romans 6, 6. It says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be in bondage to sin. Hallelujah. There's another great scripture in Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, Here's another point, okay? You never have to battle alone. The Holy Spirit will help you overcome your temptation. I want to see people delivered from pornography. I want to see people delivered from fornication. I want to see people walking away from these things. I know that some some of us in this remnant community, let's just be honest, are dealing with this. Some are dealing with alcoholism. Some are dealing with addiction issues. Some of you are are dealing with bulimia. Okay, I prayed for a couple of you. Some of you are dealing with things in your past. You need to overcome them. They torment you. So I want you to know this, okay? In Galatians 5.16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. God is faithful who will allow you to be tempted above what you were able? Remember that how people say he'll never give you more than you can handle? And then people are like, well, that's not in the Bible. Yes, it is actually. It's right here. God is faithful who will never give you um, to, you know, will never allow you to be tempted above what you were able, but will with the temptation also make the way of escape that you may be able to endure. I love that scripture. It's found in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Now, how do we do it? How do we fight it? Well, you know, when we know the word of God. We spend time in the secret place, okay? We restore our, ourselves each day because the Bible says you gotta die to your flesh daily. See, our flesh is always trying to take us down. Listen, I'm gonna be completely transparent because I just feel like, you know what? If I'm not real with you guys, then, then we're not gonna get anything about this, right? I have dealt with depression, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, it tries to come on me sometimes, I mean, listen, we're in a vicious battle, and every single day, it's like a minefield. You know, people are trying to destroy me, destroy my family, you know, take us down. I mean, let's just be real, right? I mean, this is vicious, and I was in the world when I was younger, and I was in some pretty crazy battles in my life. You know, I've shared some of my testimony. I was in some pretty crazy battles in my life, but I have to be honest with you, though. The one that we're in right now is pretty intense. It might be the most intense battle I've ever been in, okay? So we need weapons. How do we win? I mean, if you're going into battle, you need to have a weapon, right? You need, you need to have a weapon. So what's the weapon? I mean, what is it? What, what can we do? Well, prayer is a weapon. Okay, when you feel like you're struggling with self-control, pray to be rescued from the temptation. 
In what's known as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us to pray and lead us not into temptation. Did he not say that? But deliver us from the evil one. Matthew 6, 13. Uh, at the Garden of uh, Gethsemane, um, Gethsemane, excuse me, Jesus encouraged the disciples who were struggling to be there for Jesus as he had asked them to, saying, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's Matthew 26, 41. So, you know, to help you stay motivated, uh, you know, we're teaching you these things, self-control, self-control, okay? We've got to stay biblically in control of our body. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The enemy wants us to bow, okay? The enemy wants us to fall. The enemy wants us to lose our witness. The enemy wants us to get depressed, discouraged, weary, tired. Self-control is going to stop us from that. What, what is the way? What is the weapon of our warfare? The way that we can defeat this thing is by having the self-control. When somebody's poking you, when somebody's attacking you, when somebody's saying vicious things to you, when they're smearing you, when they're trying to one-up you, uh, you know, I... <laughs> I go through all these things too. Trust me. I mean, I, you know, we let somebody in recently into our lives, somebody that I really, you know, thought was legit. And, you know, everything showed that they were, they truly loved the Lord. I believe they do love the Lord. But, you know, they ended up being um, not the person I thought they were. And I, I'll tell you, it's kind of surprising to me because I, I never really would have thought it was this person that was like this. But, you know, where was my discernment? Well, you know, my wife actually had really good discernment on it. She was kind of like, hey, um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if I trust that person. But, you know, I wanted to because I, a lot of times I guess I just see the best in people and I want to, you know, I, I want to believe in them. And so anyway, it didn't end up being a bad thing. I mean, it's fine. But I just had to kind of pull away from the person because I could see that they didn't have self-control and that they were doing things that could bring me down. Um, you know, because uh, I don't want to be yoked with people that are that are doing things that are, you know, unscrupulous, you know. So anyway, I mean, thank God for people in our life. Sometimes our wife will catch it. Maybe your husband will catch it. Maybe somebody in your life that's a watchman on the wall. We don't always see it is what I'm saying. And you could have the best discernment. I mean, you could be like, you know, a master of discernment. And you still, I mean, I've seen amazing, powerful pastors get duped. Okay. And so we never can think that we have it all figured out. We never can think that, oh my gosh, my discernment is the best and no one will ever trick me. The enemy is a tricker. He's a deceiver. That's what he does. And when you are walking in the anointing, when you're walking in the flow of the Holy Spirit, when you're walking out your call, when you're walking out, you know, and, and doing this thing that God has called us to do, I mean, you're empowered. You're strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Listen, favor, favor is upon you. Okay. If you don't understand that, you're favored. You're highly favored. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. God has, has raised you up in, for a time as they say, well, Todd, I'm not doing anything. Well, that's not true. If you're listening to this remnant broadcast, God's brought you here, okay? And God's brought you here because he has something for you. He's got a purpose for you. So if you haven't got the download yet, go into the secret place and start praying for it because that's, that's stage one, okay? But if you got the download, if you're walking out your calling and you're walking this thing out, and you're being attacked, and, and there's things that are coming up that you may have never seen before. Under you know that that's why because you're going deeper. Have you ever heard the saying "higher level, more devil"? It's true. Uh, I always say this. You know, a lot of people envy people in the ministry. They want to have this big ministry. You know, they they don't understand the warfare. They don't understand. It's not glamorous. If you're really operating in the in the fullness of your calling, and you're a demon slayer, you're out there doing things. You know, making waves. 
and, and being strong for the kingdom of God and, and being a history maker and a mover and a shaker, then it's not glamorous. It may appear glamorous. The people that it is that, you know, they're, it's glamorous for them, well, they're probably not really uh, remnant people that are doing the call of the Lord. They're, they're probably doing something more self-seeking, you know, maybe like an actor or model or something like that, you know. But, but if you're really walking out as a remnant warrior, nah, it's not glamorous. <laughs> it's not glamorous. But what it is is you're doing the right thing. You're doing what you're called to do. You're, you're, you're able to change the atmosphere. You're able to change the situation. You're able to move and shake. What is a mover and a shaker? I mean, listen, we're walking and we're, cha- we're going to take back this territory for the kingdom of God. But we've got to have a strong foundation. That foundation is found in the word of God. That foundation is found in being filled with the Holy Spirit. I can go through the news every day. People want to hear the news all the time. What am I going to do? Just regurgitate the news 24-7? You already know the news. It's bad. The, the, the fake news media or the modern-day prophets of Baal, I say it all the time, okay? They're out there telling you a bunch of lies, propaganda, trying to get you confused, depressed, you know, to, to think all these other things other than what the Lord is saying. You know, I, I rarely hear the mainstream corporate media saying anything positive or anything that the Lord is saying to me. It's usually a stark uh, contrast and opposite. Why? Because they're controlled by the principalities and the powers of this world. Satan, Lucifer, the demonic realm. And so they're meant to ensnare the saints of God. So self-control means literally turning that stuff off. Self-control means that people say, well, I want to be informed. Well, what what are you being informed by? You know, what, 2% of what they're saying is informing you and the rest of it is just negative. So is that really being informed? I'd rather you do your research, go to the source documents. You know, if you want to listen to some people that are truth tellers that are out there, there's plenty of them. And with that, we got to test the spirits as well, because there's uh, even in the truth community, there's weird people and people saying false things. So don't don't just buy everything just because somebody is a truth speaker. Well, maybe they're confused, too. But this thing about self-control, this is a winner, because if we understand this, we're not going to get ensnared by the traps of the enemy because the traps of the enemy are many. That's what he wants to do. I mean, think about every prominent person, whether it's David or, you know, um, I mean, there's just so many people in the Bible, right? So many, so many different people um, that I can think of. Um, what about um, Samson? I mean, Samson was a Nazarite. Samson was set apart. Samson was powerful, right? And so, you know, we've, we've got to understand we have power in Jesus Christ. We're meant to be set apart. And there's always going to be somebody, you know, whether it's Samson or David or um, let's see who else, Elijah, for instance, with Jezebel, there's always going to be someone that's trying to target anointed people of God. I believe you're an anointed person of God. And uh, I'm going to say this in all humility, but I believe God has anointed me. And I think many of you would agree with that as well. So you're anointed. I feel like I'm anointed. The Bible says, touch not my anointed, but yet there is a demonic spirit probably multiple demonic spirits that would like to take us out. That's the plan of the enemy. The enemy has tried it many times in my life. He may have tried it in your life. Some of you have been through a divorce. Some of you have been through very painful situations. A divorce is like a death, okay? And by the way, there's instances in the Bible where it's okay to get divorced. I know people in the Christian world like, oh my God, divorce, divorce. No, no, no. There's actually instances in the Bible where it's okay to get divorced. And so listen, don't, don't, these things are not, they're meant to stop you. They're meant to hold you back. If you've been molested as a child, you know, if you had a drug addiction, I've seen the Lord do complete restoration. Even if you fell in the ministry, I've seen the Lord do complete restoration. We, we're really hard on other Christians. We like to eat our own. You know that? But I have a lot of mercy. Why? Because God has a lot of mercy. I believe that if you repent and you turn from your sin, 
then it's it's thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. So you got to stop letting something that happened in the past rule over you or 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 be an ensnarement to you or be a thorn in your side. That's done. I don't care what you've done. Listen, I Jesus was hanging out with an ex-prostitute, okay? Come on. You know, really? Is it really that bad? Come on, okay? It's not. You have to understand, friends, God has empowered you for a time as this. He created you for this time. He's anointed you for this time, but we have to have self-control because we can be easily ensnared. And I've seen it happen to the best of people. I mean, there's been anointed people of God that were raised up probably too quick, you know, and and then, you know, they get some position of power, prominence, and then all of a sudden something really bad happens. They fall. They fall into temptation. So that's why the Bible says we got to diet our flesh daily. Why do I push the secret place so much? People are like, what is the secret place? What I'm trying to say is like, if you spend time with the Holy Spirit every single day, the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you and it's going to warn you, or he's going to warn you, warn you of ensnarements, possible ensnarements. And why do I believe in accountability? I believe in accountability. What is accountability? It's when you are not just doing this thing alone. Many of us have a propensity to just do this thing alone. You have to be accountable because that's going to stop the attacks of the enemy. It's just giving you another buffer. Okay, somebody in my life will be like, hey, Todd, what's up with this? Why are you doing that? I saw this post you put up, you know, is your heart in the right place? You know, or, you know, I got people, checks and balances. I, I open myself up to that. People that I trust, people that are wise people, wise counsel, because that's going to set me up for ultimate success. And I want to be set up for ultimate success. Okay. So these things are very important, but yet for some reason, people don't understand the importance of these things. And they, and, and so they don't have that buffer. They don't set up any accountability. They're a lone wolf. And a lone wolf, it's very dangerous if you're by yourself out there. Okay, it's very, very dangerous because you don't have any checks and balances. That's where pride comes in. And what happens with pride? Pride comes before the fall. So we've got to be accountable. Uh, we've got to be transparent. Uh, we've got to be humble. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Humility is very important. Pride is very bad. Many, many leaders are operating in pride right now. And that is a setup. Unless they repent, unless they turn away from that, that's going to ensnare them. And, I, and I'm concerned about that because I think God is raising up a remnant. I think he's raising up new leaders. There's a shift that's taking place in the body of Christ. And all these things are good things. Uh, but we got to make sure we have accountability. We got to make sure we're rooted, we're grounded, and we're spending that time in the secret place. Because self-control is key. Now, I'm going to say something here and people are probably going to get mad at me. Okay. Um, we've been gluttonous here in the United States of America. Okay. Many people are dealing with, um, you know, and, and there's different causes for obesity. Some of it is, um, you know, uh, hormonal and, and that's understandable. Some, you know, thyroid issues, that's understandable. Okay. That's a health related thing. But if we're just being gluttonous, just because we want to indulge and to satisfy, um, a desire, that's also a lack of self-control. Okay. And again, I'm not against overweight people. I've actually, uh, had a season in my life where I was overweight. I, I still battle with that sometimes. So I'm not, you know, I'm not mocking you. I mean, it's real. The battle is real. Okay. I love sweets. I love cake. I love ice cream. The battle is real. I was drinking soda for years. And then I started, you know, people started saying, Todd, you got to, you got to watch your health. Okay. And that's the thing. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, all these things, if we are operating the optimal version of ourselves, it's not because we're trying to be like, you know, Hollywood fake, you know, like, oh my gosh, you don't understand, Todd. We're from, you know, flyover country. We don't, we don't think like Hollywood. No, I, I'm, I live in flyover country now. Trust me, I'm, I'm more part of the, the flyover country world than I'm part of the coast. I, I guarantee you that even though I lived in Los Angeles for many years. 
I don't I don't uh, relate to the people in L.A. I mean, I love the people in L.A. and many of our listeners are in L.A. You're remnant people in L.A. There's many remnant people, by the way, in L.A. and New York. I just want you to know that. But what I'm saying is, is that I probably relate more. And I think those remnant people do, too, to the people in the south and the people in the middle of the country than I do uh, many of the people on the coast. <laughs> so I'm not here to mock, you know, but I just find it. It's a cultural thing where there is, you know, and gluttony is just one thing. Pornography. I mentioned pornography. I mean, how many people are addicted to pornography that probably listen to this broadcast? And you say, well, Todd, I just, I don't know how to stop. Yeah, but that's because dopamines in your brain are, and it's a demonic influence that's literally pulling you into whatever you do, you know, you enter into that, probably on your cell phone or your computer. Uh, but, you know, wherever that place is, you know, you got to make it where that place is not easily accessible for you. If you got to get the computer out of the room, you know, if you got to put some type of software or some some app on your phone to stop you from looking at adult content, whatever it takes, friends, we've got to purge these things from our life because they will be our downfall. And it's the same thing with gluttony. If we're eating unhealthy, eating unhealthy, eating unhealthy, and we're just constantly eating unhealthy, well, the, the enemy could use that. I mean, you know, how many people do you know in the body of Christ that are dealing with heart disease, all types of things that are that are health related because we lack to... You know, we lack the the self-control to eat healthy. And especially with GMOs and, you know, all the processed foods today, these things are horrible for us. And then we then we wonder why, you know, cancer is rampant. And, you know, well, these ailments, there's, you know, uh, Mark Sherwood, Dr. Mark Sherwood, I think he's going to be on the program soon. Uh, he always talks about this, you know, food is medicine. And that really, you know, influences me, food is medicine. Like, what does that mean, food is medicine? Uh, that's pretty impactful. Food is medicine, you know, but it is. What do we eat? So we have to have self-control over these things. And if we do have self-control, um, that, that's going to be better for our body because, you know, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we want to take care of the body. Again, I'm not against you if you're overweight. Uh, I'm not making fun of you. I'm not calling you out. Uh, we'll probably touch every single people group at some point on this show, just so you know. So every day, you know, I, I ruffle some feathers somewhere, but I'm not against you if you're overweight. Listen, it's I've like I said, I've dealt with this too. Okay. And I still battle with it. Okay. But, but the self-control thing is going to be key. And, and, and for those with sexual temptation, same thing. If you're, if you're sleeping with your girlfriend, you're sleeping with your boyfriend, you're not married, I'm not against you. I don't hate you. Hey, did Pastor Todd do that at one point in his life? You want to know what? I did. Okay, so I'm no better than you. Okay, when I was like 22 or 23 years old, maybe 22, you know, maybe a little bit before that actually because I gave my life to the Lord at 22, but you know, when I was 21, 19, 17, 18, I was sleeping around. I was doing stupid stuff. I'm going to be real with you. Yes, I was doing it. Did I open myself up? Yes. And did I have soul ties and all these things that I had to break when I came in Christ and go through years of healing and deliverance? Yes. See, it wasn't, it wasn't just when I like accepted the Lord. It wasn't just when I raised my hand and said, yes, Lord, you know, I want to, I want to have you in my life. I, you know, be my Lord, be my savior. No, that wasn't it. Like I had to get deliverance. And one of the problems in the modern church is that we don't even talk about deliverance. We don't talk about repentance. And so, you know, when, when you look at the state of the church and you understand what well, people don't even know these things are even sin because pastors don't preach about them so much. I know people that have sat in congregations for 10 years and have never heard that it was a sin to sleep with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. But it is. The Bible calls it fornication. Adultery is, is wrong. There's people cheating on their spouses right now. Uh, some of you are doing it in your mind, but doing it in the mind is, is just as bad. You know, you're having a mind affair. Maybe somebody at your work with you're you're really attracted to them, but you're married, and yet you know you you just can't you you know you fight it, but you you're like man that person man I feel like they're a better fit for me, 
Well, we got to fight these things. Self-control, self-control. Listen, when we come back from the break, we're going to get into this more. I think this is going to help a lot of people. I really hope it is. Um, I'm going to spend some time on this today because I think it's important. So we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. It's 1027-2021. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Pastor Todd here. And I want to just thank you for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Show every day. It means so much to us. We are fully listener-supported, fully listener-funded. And we need your help. Uh, We're out here fighting on many different fronts, and it's quite the battle, but we know God is with us. You can go to www.toddcoconato.com slash give. That's www.toddcoconato.com, T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com slash give, and that helps support this broadcast. We want to keep doing this. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to fight. We're going to stand until the end, but we certainly appreciate your support. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Show. God bless you. We love you, and we appreciate you. We're really doing a lot of pretty powerful things out here. I got to tell you, we've been going around the country seeing people healed, set free, and delivered. And uh, I've been pretty impacted by what God has been doing lately. I'm just going to tell you, people that say that revival is not happening, revival is happening. It's beginning. We're in the beginning stages of what I think is the greatest harvest that we're ever going to see before the Lord comes. You know, God is not a man that he should lie. He said there's going to be a great end time harvest. And I believe that's what we're seeing right now is a great end time harvest. And uh, we're doing a weekly broadcast. It's a weekly church service uh, at the Remnant Church here, Pastor Todd Coconato, on Sundays. And I highly encourage you to tune into that Sunday service. We're, We're putting a lot of effort into putting this together each week. And uh, we believe God is connecting his remnant people all around the world. We believe he's putting together a remnant army and he's connecting his remnant people all around the world for a time as this. And so it's no mistake that we're connected. He's given us dreams and visions. And uh, I believe we're meant to exhort one another, encourage one another, strengthen each other in faith. We're having a monthly Zoom call now. So a weekly church service and a monthly Zoom call. And then uh, we're out there going all around the country and laying hands on the sick, watching them healed in Jesus' name, getting people saved and set free, healed and delivered. So I just want you to know, don't lose hope. God is with us, even until the end of the age. He says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. The anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. And so thank you, Remnant Army. Thank you, people of God. I know sometimes, you know, you, you follow me and, and you might see like, oh, I seem a little bit upset or I seem a little bit, you know, passionate. I am passionate. But God is with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And he's brought us together. I really believe that. And so thank you. You can go to remnant.news, remnant.news, or toddcoconato.com. You can even go to pastortodd.org. Super easy. www.pastortodd.org. We are going to stand together. We will not back down. We will not grow weary. We are standing on the promise of God, and we believe we will see a victory. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Pastor Todd here. Thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate you as we've been talking about self-control. So important to have self-control. My goodness, so important to have self-control. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, you know, why, why can't we get this concept as a people of God? Well, we can. We need to. And I believe we will. Uh, so anyways, that's what we're talking about, right? That's what we're talking about. We've got to bring in what's, what's meant for evil will be turned around for good, right? And so that's what I'm thinking. If we talk about these things and we equip the saints and we walk into this thing, you know, with open eyes, sober-minded, we're going to win because that's who we are. We're winners. 
And so we're going to win, but we've got to talk about these things. I think this has been the problem in the church is that not a lot of people have talked about these things, spiritual warfare, deliverance, holiness, being set apart. You know, these are all fundamentals of our faith, but yet for, for years, for whatever reason, people thought it wasn't cool to talk about. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't secret friendly. It wasn't secret friendly. You're going to scare the sheep away. You're going to scare them away. Well, if, if the truth scares them away, then maybe they're not meant to be here in the first place because they haven't really decided to really give their heart. Because if they're really giving their heart, they're going to want the fullness. They're going to want the truth. And that's what you are. That's what a remnant warrior is. A remnant warrior is somebody that really does want the truth. And uh, we have to understand the self-control thing. Because listen, you know, people, sometimes they get worried. They're like, Pastor Todd, you know, your ministry's getting bigger. And, uh, you know, there's all these temptations coming your way. We're worried about you. And listen, no one, no one is out there, including myself. I never am going to look at it and say, like, I got this whole thing figured out. Or like, oh, my gosh, I can't fall. No, 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 no. Don't ever make that mistake. Okay, you, you can fall. I can fall. But, but we put a system of checks and balances in, including, okay, the, the accountability. Accountability. So critical, crucial, and important is accountability. If you have accountability, the people are going to be watchmen on the wall for you. And thank God I have a lot of people that are mentors in my life, people that have impacted me. You know, God did something crazy. Let me just explain something, okay? I, you know, I came out of the world. I came out of young Hollywood. I had a really checkered past as a kid. I went through a lot of different things. I'm sure many of you did too. I'm not going to get into all that today. Okay, but like I was in Southern California in this small church, okay, pastoring this small church with my family. And, um, you know, God did a lot of stuff there. There was healings, there was miracles, there was signs and wonders, deliverance. But, you know, we, we had, didn't have a large church. You know, maybe on our biggest day with a couple hundred people there, you know, I mean, you know the, the biggest service we ever had was maybe like a thousand or something. But, you know, it wasn't like a huge service, okay? It wasn't a huge church. Yeah, but it, it was a powerful congregation because the people were being equipped. It was like a Gideon's army, you know, 300. That's what we talk about, right? And the Lord really prepared me in that season. I'm going to tell you something. He really prepared me in that season. But let me let me tell you this, though, okay? This is really crazy. You know, Rodney Howard Brown, okay? I like this guy. I know some people think he's a little crazy. <laughs> he is crazy. He'll tell you he's crazy. But he's crazy in a good way. The guy is bold. He's on fire for the Lord. Uh, if you ever want to see a good teaching... Um, Google this, or you can actually, I, I don't like Google, but I, I'm saying on this particular case, you might want to use YouTube actually. Um, but but go, go into YouTube and then just put Rodney Howard Brown, the anointing. And there's this old message that he did, and it's very powerful. It talks about the anointing. And I'll tell you, he was on fire in that message. So I think you're going to get something out of it. Uh, but, you know, Pastor Rodney and I just got connected. I don't even know how. I think it was through Twitter or something. I don't even know how. But all of a sudden, this guy starts following me. I have no idea how he found me. I have no idea how we got connected, but God has used that. The Lord opened that door, and we became friends. And uh, and and th- this has happened with Pastor Mario Murillo. This has happened with um, you know other big people in my life. Okay, God established these relationships. Kent Christmas, Pastor Kent Christmas, and Candy Christmas, same thing. I didn't open those doors, ladies and gentlemen. God did. Okay, God connected me. It's amazing when you're in the spirit, when you're in the flow, when you're in the secret place, when you're going deeper in the Lord. And you're right now I'm in a I'm in a studio in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, Nashville, Tennessee. And you know, I don't live in like a really nice neighborhood. I mean, you know, my neighborhood's fine. I mean, it's I think it's pretty safe, you know. I mean, we've had some incidents here and there, but you know, for most most part, it's pretty safe. And we have a lot of security measures in place now. I got like Israeli security and all kinds of crazy stuff that I had to get, you know, because that's what we we had to do in this last year. It just got really crazy. So we got like the best 
type of security you can have at this point because uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, listen, if somebody comes near my property, we get a warning. Boo! It's crazy. It's like, like a perimeter around my house, you know, and if the power goes out, we got a backup system. So it's like, you know, no one can cut the power and kill my security system. I mean, it's pretty amazing. But more than that, we got the power of Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit protecting us. I'm much more confident in that and the Lord protects us. But, you know, I came to Nashville after pastoring that church I was just talking about. And, uh, you know, Lord called us out here. I had no idea what he was going to do when we got here. I had no idea. We had we came out here with with a lot of expectation, but really no plans and had no idea what God was going to do. We just knew the Lord was calling us out here. And that's when he really just started putting things on hyperspeed. It was crazy because we were obedient, even though in California he did a lot of things and, and the Lord laid a lot of groundwork and, you know, it was really the infrastructure of the ministry. And for many years, I mean, I, I, I went to the King's College and Seminary, uh, got to spend time with Pastor Jack, Jack Hayford. Um, you know, working at the college and seminary. I worked for the School of Pastoral Nurture for many years. Not many years, but a couple years. Um, so, you know, God set everything up and uh, everything was like completely prepared. It's amazing now that I look back and just like how God did this. And like I said, in the earlier part of the program, I had to walk through years of deliverance. And I really don't know if God ever really finishes that until the day we go home with him. I think he's always peeling away layer after layer. It's like right when we get through one thing, he's like, okay, glad you got through that. Let's go to the next one now. So, uh, you know, I think we're going to probably do that until the day we die. But we got to fight for our healing. We got to fight for our deliverance. And I don't mean that God doesn't want to give it to us. I mean, we got to want it. Okay. We got to want it. And, and the Lord will do it if we seek Him. And that's another thing about in the secret place Lord, heal me, deliver me from the, from the idols of this world, deliver me from impure thoughts, you know, die to our flesh daily. Like I said, these are the things that happen in that time with the Lord. That's all the secret place is. It's just that time with the Lord, you know. And if we do that, we're going to be set up for success. Um, but, you know, the Lord prepared all these things, and then we came out to Nashville, and it was like, man, just, you know, divine appointments, divine appointments, the Lord expanding the territory, all him, not marketing money or, you know, gimmicks or, you know, different clickbait or things like that. No, I mean, this is this is God, and this comes from the secret place. It comes from the anointing, and, uh, and so I say that to, to you because people sometimes feel really small. They're like, how am I going to do this? I've seen God raise up people that have no following that have no, you know, uh, resume, for lack of a better word. Like, you know, you wouldn't think they're the ones that, you know, look at Clay Clark, for instance. I mean, there's a DJ, okay? This guy's with, he had a DJ company that he sold, by the way. But but he was doing very well as a DJ, and now the Lord has him doing some other things. And some people don't like him, some people do. I happen to like him. I think Clay's a good guy. Uh, you know, we become friends. I think he's sincere. I think he loves the Lord. You know, I, I think he's, um, you know, growing in his in his faith walk. And, and so I appreciate Clay. And I, you know, that's why I go on the tour with them. Uh, but, you know, I look at the good in people and I see what they're doing. And um, look, I'm going to stand with my friends. Uh, I'm going to stand with my friends because I know they're under attack. That guy's under attack. We need to pray for him. Uh, he's under, you know, he's dealing with warfare. That guy stepped out. He said yes, yes to the calling, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like we're all saying yes to this calling. And it may not look like what we think it should look like. The person that God raises up, like Donald Trump, for instance, he may not look like the person that you you would pick. But we're not looking for talent. We're looking for anointing because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. And so if you feel small or you think, Pastor Todd, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how God's ever going to raise me up. Well, this self-control thing is big because you're going to, when God does raise you up, there's going to be people poking at you, prodding at you, trying to get you to come out and attack them. Uh, you know, all different types of attack against your family might happen. I mean, different things that we've had to deal with. And the Lord has shown me self-control is going to be key. Because how we respond as the body of Christ, they want to, you know, they want to point a finger at us. They want to accuse us. They want to say we're radical, we're conspiracy theorists, all these different things that they say about us. But if we keep our cool 
and we stand on the promise of God and we stay in the secret place and we be set apart. And that's why we have to be consecrated. So the last part of the show today, I'm just going to talk about this again. I know many of you got it before, but I'll get a little bit more in depth. You know, I had this crazy thing. So I was in this fast recently. It wasn't the breakthrough fast. It was the one before that. It was the Psalm 64 decree fast. We're in this fast, and, you know, this was my first big fast for a little while. You know, I mean, we've, we've done some fasting this year, I'll tell you. But this was a big one. This was like 40 days, okay? And I'm in the I'm in the secret place that day and, you know, that evening. And I went to bed, and I was rocked, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm sleeping in my bed. Some of you have heard the story. And I felt a tug on my shirt. My, my baby is sleeping next to me, okay, my little baby. Um, you know, and I feel a tug on my shirt. And all of a sudden, I... I'm awakened. I think I'm sleeping. I'm awake. I don't really know. It was like a vision, but I think I was awake and I, I I knew there was a messenger angel right there on the side of my bed. And honestly, the first thing, like just in the Bible, when, when the angels came and visited people, the first thing you want to do is you want to be paralyzed with fear because it's very scary. But then you know, it's like, okay, this is not a demon. This is an angel. So if it's an angel, it's from God. It's a messenger angel from the Lord. Okay, this is good. This is holy. So I can, you know, what what, what is this about, right? So the angel says, be consecrated. Now, here I am, a pastor, talking about holiness and purity. I think I'm pretty consecrated. I mean, I live a pretty consecrated lifestyle. Now, am I perfect? No. Do I make mistakes? Yes. Uh, I never claim to be perfect, by the way. And the, and the, and the day that you think that I'm perfect, you missed it, okay? I'm not perfect. And, and listen, follow God, not Todd. But hopefully, I'm a good example. I try to be. I want to live set apart. I want to live in a righteous manner. I fear the Lord. I want to stand before the Lord one day and have him say, "Good, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, you know, this isn't about, uh, you know, me being popular or, you know, getting accolades of men or pats on the back or attaboys. That's not what it's about. I, w- I want to be, um, you know, right in the Lord's eyes. And that's how the anointing comes, by the way. Okay. You, you, st- you stay set apart. And, and this angel was like, you know, be holy for I'm holy, basically. Like, look, be set apart. Watch your, watch your alliances. Watch the people that you let into your life. Be careful. Be set apart. Come out from among them. That was the message of the angel, and it rocked me. And I tell you, I couldn't fall back asleep for a while. I was, I was rocked. Uh, I think I got out of the bed, and I went to the other room. I started weeping. I, I got on my knees. and my, you know, just crying out to the Lord. I was rocked. I was probably up for two or three hours after that. This is in the middle of the night. Because I, mean, I just got visited by a messenger angel. My goodness, right? What in the world? Um, anyways, though, but, but the thing about this is that I keep thinking about that experience because it's very recent, and uh, I haven't had an experience like that in a real long time. And um, let me just tell you this. Um, wow. I mean, I was rocked. I mean, it, it changed my life because now I've been looking at things differently. Is this, is this set apart what I'm doing? Is, am, am I operating in self-control? Do I really need to say that? Do I really need to do this? Do I really need to act that way? Do I need to get angry? Do I need to be fearful? Do I need to let depression take root? No, 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 no. It doesn't matter what Joe Biden says, okay? It doesn't matter what Kamala Harris says. It, it doesn't matter what this one or that one say, okay? What matters is, is that how we respond, how we react, how we stand, okay? How we, how we are a, the salt and the light, you know, how we represent Jesus Christ. We're his representatives here on earth. What an honor. What an honor, right? And so uh, to me, that's, that's the big deal. I mean, the Lord said, be set apart. I'm going to be set apart. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to come out from among them. Literally, I'm not going to be in this world or of this world. I am a citizen of heaven. I'm in it. Yes. The scripture says I'm in it. So for the heresy hunter out there, he said, he's not in it. No, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. Okay. I'm not of it. That's what I mean. I'm not of it. This is live. So, you know, I, I mess up sometimes, but what I'm saying is I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I'm not of this world. I'm a citizen of heaven. 
And so that's how, that's how I live. That's how I operate. I am set apart. And when that angel said that to me, I believe that's a message, not just to me. I believe that's a message to the remnant. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Operate in righteousness. Learn how to overcome temptation like Jesus. Get behind me, Satan. Have that self-control that's necessary, that's needed. Have that self-control. If you walk in that, and how does that come? I read it in the beginning of the program. It comes from the Holy Spirit. We've got to be spirit-filled. We're not going to make it if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit. I know there's some Christians that don't believe the gifts are for today, and, they, and they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, that's, that's so hard for me to understand because when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and he comes into your heart, you're filled with the Spirit. And, and you should be operating in the gifts of the Spirit. You say, well, Pastor Todd, I don't speak in tongues. Okay, I'm not mad at you. It's not going to keep you from going to heaven. But the thing is, press in, go deeper. Ask the Lord to give you the fullness of what he has for you. I don't know what that looks like 100% because it might be different for you. But God is going gonna, is gonna to fill you with his Spirit. And if you're doing that, that's how you get the self-control because there's something called conviction. And it'll come upon you. If you're about to do something sinful, there's conviction of the Holy Spirit. And if you feel that temptation, you call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah, right? Thank you, God. Thank you for self-control. Thank you for an answer. You look at these, these, the perils of this hour, and we're going to go through some tough things in the next couple of months here. I really do believe that. It's going to be tough. There might be some shortages at the stores. Uh, people might be freaking out. Energy costs are going up. Inflation's going up. And you may say, I, I, you know, I can't tithe anymore because I can't afford it. No, you better tithe. Listen, I'm not saying that because the ministry. I'm saying that because in order to be protected in this financial crisis that we're dealing with, tithe. Because that, that's an insurance policy on your own finances. And you don't even have to tithe to this ministry. Tithe to who the Lord's telling you to tithe to. But you should tithe because that's going to protect your finances. It's going to protect your assets. It's an insurance policy. The Lord has, you know, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills, okay? He, he is, he's the author and the finisher of our story. When we give back to him what is his, what is rightfully his, 10%, rightfully his, that's the tithe. Bring the tithe into the storehouse. He will insure your finances. If you're being fired from a job, you're losing your job for standing up, you know, a lot of you are going through this right now. Stand on the promise of God over your life. Declare it, decree it, you know, push back. Don't fall into the depression. Don't fall into the oppression. Don't feel like your life is done. Don't feel like God has forsaken you. What does he say in the word? I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake you. That's what he says. I take care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more will I take care of you? And listen, to those that are having the loved ones out there attacking you, if you're having a loved one attack you and you're like, you know, that's not them attacking you. That's a demon. Hear me what I'm saying right now. That, that person that's attacking you, it looks like it's them. It's a demon attacking you. So you got to go to the secret place and fight this battle in the secret place. That's where it's going to be won. Start declaring, decreeing, calling upon the name of the Lord, binding and loosing, casting out, driving out. That's what we do. That's who we are. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. And this sets you up for success, ladies and gentlemen. Self-control is key. Self-control is key. If we have self, self-control, we're going to win this, okay? So I, I just want you to know this, okay? You never have to give up. You never have to surrender. You never have to back down. Because God is, is going to be with you. He's with me. He's with this group. And uh, we're going to see a victory. 
And so just keep pressing in. Just keep standing on the promises of God. Yes and amen. Hope in the future. Don't ever think that the battle is too big to be won because we serve a very big God. And so just make sure you got self-control because that's where the enemy wants to ensnare us. He wants to ensnare this remnant group. And he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it because we're going to be accountable to one another. And we're going to call upon the name of the Lord. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. We love you so much. And we bless you. And we, and we believe in you. God believes in you. Hallelujah. Breakthroughs at hand, friends. Breakthroughs at hand. Complete victory. Complete victory. Complete victory in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for each and every person that listened to today's broadcast on self-control. And we just thank you that you are doing something new. You're doing something fresh. You're not done. You're not done with this nation. You're not done with us. You're raising up a remnant for a time as this. You're calling us to be set apart, to walk in purity and holiness and righteousness. And Lord, you're going to move mountains on our behalf, Lord God. You are anointing those that are listening, Lord God. You're empowering them. You're strengthening them in their faith. Fill them up today, Lord God. Fill them up today. Let them feel your anointing. Let them feel your presence. We're going deeper in you, Lord God. You've got so many things in store. The best is yet to come. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Self-control, self-control, self-control. Love you guys. Bless you. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless.